City Life. How are you all doing today? <laughs> I want to um, thank Pastor Christy for inviting me to come and speak here. I always get excited to bring the Word of God, but especially here at City Life, which is the Edges Sister Church. For those of you who don't know me, yes, my name is Jade Richards, and if you've never heard me speak before, surprise. <laughs> I do have an accent as I'm a missionary here from Birmingham, England, and my mission is to help reach the hip-hop culture for Christ, and I do that by serving at City Life Sister Church, The Edge, um, down on Granville and Hall. So I'm here to help wrap up your Acts sermon series that you've been in. And I'm reading again from Acts chapter 24. So if you have your Bibles, um, I would love you to read along with me. I'm going to be reading from um, the NIV. So let's get into the Word of God. And it says, five days later, the high priest and an Ananias went down to Caesarea, where some of the elders and a lawyer named Tertullus, and oh, sorry, and they brought their charges against Paul before the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus presented his case before Felix. We have enjoyed a long period of peace under you, and your foresight has brought reforms, sorry, reforms in this nation. Everywhere and in every way, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge with this with profound gratitude. But in order to not weary you further, I would request that you'd be kind enough to hear us briefly. We have found this man to be a troublemaker, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the Nazarene sect and even tried to desecrate the temple, so we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to learn the truth about these, thi about these charges we are bringing against him. The other Jews joined in on the accusation, asserting that these things were true. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, I know that for a number of years you have been judge over this nation, so I will gladly make my defense. You can easily verify that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jer Jerusalem to worship. My accusers did not find me arguing with anyone at the temple or stirring up a crowd in the synagogues or anywhere else in the city. And they cannot prove to you these charges they are making against me. However, I admit that I worship the God of our ancestors as the follower of the way, which they call a sect. I believe everything that is in accordance with the law and that is written in the prophets. And I have the same hope in God that these men themselves have. That, uh, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked, so I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. After an absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring people gifts for the poor and to present offerings. I was ceremonially clean when they found me in the temple courts doing this. There was no crowd with me, nor was I involved in any disturban disturbance. But there are some Jews from the province of Asia who ought to be here before, before you and bring charges if they have anything against me. Or these who are here should state what crime they have found me, me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. <laughs> Thank you. Unless it was one of the, these things that I shouted as I stood in their presence. It is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. 
Then Felix, who was well acquainted with the way, adjourned the proceedings. When Lysias, the commander, comes, he said, I will decide your case. He ordered for the centurion to keep Paul under guard, but to give him some freedom and permit his friends to take care of his needs. Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. He sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. As Paul talked about righteousness, self-control and judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, that's enough for now, you may leave. When I, f when I find it convenient, I will send for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe, so he sent for him frequently and talked with him. When two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus, but because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. Amen. So last week you heard this story and you heard uh, Pastor Christie introduce to you Felix, who was the governor and he was presiding over this case. And she spoke about the importance of decision making and that not making a decision is a de decision in itself. Now the decision that Paul made, I mean Felix made, to keep Paul in prison affected Paul greatly. And a way that it affected Paul is Paul having to wait. So many times in this story, we see over and over that Paul had to wait. First, it was the five days he had to wait to bring his case. Then it was the several uh, moments that have passed before he could speak to um, Felix. Then it was the two years for Felix to reach his decision. And then it was the remainder of time that he had to spend in prison. So today we are talking about the wait. So if I was to give this sermon a title, it would be The Wait. Lessons that we can learn from Acts 24, the life of Paul, and beyond. Okay? Because can you raise your hands if you are currently or have ever been in a season of waiting? And keep your hand up if you are currently in that season. A lot of you. Including myself. My hand is up too. We often find ourselves in these seasons of waiting and waiting on the Lord. And it can cause frustration. It can cause anger. And so we're going to be speaking about some of the reasons why God makes us wait and what lessons and blessings can come from these periods of waiting. But for a moment, let's look at Paul in this story and what he had to endure while he was waiting. So first he has these people bringing accusations against him, which he, you know, later said that they were not true. But not only did he have one person accusing him, the Bible says that the rest of the Jews joined in. Have you ever been in a situation where you have an accuser and somebody accusing you of things that you know are not true? And not only did they accuse you, but other people join in on the accusation. And then not only are they accusing you of things, but they are also um, name-calling you. In this passage, we hear that Paul is called a troublemaker. Have you been labeled a troublemaker before? If you are somebody like Paul, who likes to bring truth and likes to call people out on their bad behavior, then you've probably been called a troublemaker at some point in your life. Then not only do these people accuse you, more people join in. They slander you with the name calling. 
But has anybody ever told a story about something that you'd done and exaggerated? Just to add a little bit more spice to the story, they might exaggerate, right? In this story, you hear them saying, you know, he's causing trouble all over the world. It probably wasn't all over the world. It was probably in the places that he had traveled to. But to say he is causing up a trouble amongst the Jews all over the world, that's an exaggeration, right? Have you ever been in that situation? And then not only do you hear these things, you have to wait your turn to bring your case. Have you ever been in a conversation where you have to wait your turn to speak while somebody's accusing you of something outlandish? I don't know about you guys, but my patience is really tested in those times when I'm having conversations with people and I find myself, I do, I do it a lot, I need to work on it. But I overtalk, right? Because you're not going to sit there or stand there and accuse me of all these crazy things and me not want to get my word in. But even in that case, you see Paul having to hold his tongue until it was his turn. He was waiting even then. And then when it, he finally gives his, um, his defense, but then he has to wait even further. But he says that in this time of the waiting, in the several years that have passed, bless you, Tony, <laughs> in, the several, in the several years that have passed, Paul was not quiet when it comes to speaking the truth. Are you currently in a situation, maybe you are waiting for a new job, you are waiting for a new home, you are waiting for a new relationship, and where you are is causing you to wait but has your waiting made you become silent when it comes to the things of God? God may have you in this position of waiting right now because there was someone in your vicinity that needs to hear the truth of God and his coming judgment. Sometimes our waiting can make us shut down and we stop talking we stop proclaiming the truth. We stop pro proclaiming Christ. We um, stop proclaiming the judgment that is to come. Maybe in your current situation, you need to look around and see who am I meant to be speaking to before I move on to the next place. Maybe there is somebody there that you are going to be the introduction to Christ and Christ 